the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Oh, also in other uh, dystopian news involving the Biden administration... Uh, John Durham, uh, who was supposed to be uh, doing a probe of the Justice Department and the Steele dossier and the whole Russian collusion hoax, uh, John Durham came back to life yesterday and uh, disclosed in court filings that uh, the guy who was the Russian informant that basically told the fanciful stories to Christopher Steele that led to the Steele dossier funded by Hillary Clinton... That Russian spy named Igor Danchenko. Uh, Igor Danchenko was an FBI informant. He was on the FBI payroll. So the guy who gave Christopher Steele the lies about Trump and Russia was a Russian informant on the FBI payroll. So follow this. The FBI was paying a guy who made up stuff and gave it to... Christopher Steele, who composed it all in a dossier, in a report, in a term paper. And Christopher Steele then gave it to the FBI, who then went to a judge and got a FISA warrant illegally by lying to get permission to follow Carter Page, which they could then leak to the New York Times and the media that Donald Trump was under investigation because of ties to Russia. So the FBI not only furthered that by leaking it to the New York Times, the FBI paid the guy who gave the phony information to Christopher Steele. So they tried to do it like through a three-step around-the-horn process, but it's all coming to light. And, you know, if you watch mainstream media news sources, none of that will be reported because it wasn't on any of the other channels. But you can find extensive stories about it on National Review and on The Federalist, and on Daily Wire, and on everywhere else. Everywhere else that reports the news, not like the New York Times, all the news that fits our narrative, we print. Now, we've had a um, troubling preponderance of people hit and killed by hit-and-run vehicles in Columbus lately, and three women are now deceased, having been hit by cars, trucks, SUVs, between 9 p.m. Saturday and 11 p.m. Sunday. There is no mention in the story chronicling this on the various uh, television websites in town or uh, on the dispatch site that this could be related to the abundance of car thefts in our city. But... I will just tell you, I'll be shocked 
if that is not the case. We've talked about the car thefts and how dangerous it is because, you know, a lot of times when your car gets stolen, it involves a gun. People are carjacked. People who are stealing a car, they're amped up. Maybe they're drugged up. And if you resist, and it's a funny thing, people don't like to give their cars up because they kind of need a car. If they perceive that you are resisting, something very bad could happen. Or we've had elderly women hit by guys with guns, pistol whipped in order to take their car. We had a baby in a car that was stolen by someone. The mom had to get out of the car. The baby was in the car when the car was stolen. So we've And we've had... Two 14-year-olds die in a high-speed rollover crash of a stolen car when the cops weren't chasing them because, of course, it would be racist to chase bad guys stealing cars. And now we have pedestrians hit and killed by cars, and I don't know that they're stolen, but a couple of these certainly sound to me like they could be stolen. 9 o'clock Saturday night, 60-year-old woman on the east side, near east side. How many car thefts on the near east side? Thousands. Thousands. Struck by a vehicle while walking on East Hudson Street on the city's northeast side. The vehicle crashed through a fence in the area, but the driver had fled. I'll be stunned if that's not a stolen car. I'll be stunned because this is exactly how a lot of these stolen car things end. With a crash and the person fleeing, okay? Sunday night, 8.35, 37-year-old woman crossing Morse Road, vehicle headed east, no description, hit her, killed her, person did not stop at the scene. That one, I'm 50-50 on it. Could be, could be not. The last one does not sound like a stolen vehicle to me, although I I guess I'm ruling it out because of the out-of-state plate, but maybe that doesn't mean anything. Just shy of 11 p.m. Sunday, 53-year-old woman near east side walking north on Northtown Boulevard near the intersection uh, with Brooklyn Road. The description this time, a maroon Jeep Grand Cherokee with a Florida license plate. Hit her, killed her. So, I mean, that could have been, that that vehicle could have been stolen. Let's say east side. uh, Northtown is Northland. Yeah. This one was... She's of the Near East Side. Okay. Walking north on Northtown Boulevard. Northtown's north. So yeah. that one you would think the vehicle would have to be reported stolen with the Florida license plate for you to give much credence to the fact that that one could be stolen. Now, these cars haven't been reported stolen, so maybe that negates it. But this would be the only piece of the puzzle, the only piece of a very dangerous puzzle that um, results from stolen cars being taken and the look you have no investment in keeping the car pristine if you steal it these kids who are stealing cars are not stealing it because it's a it's a chop shop endeavor where they're going to take it somewhere repaint it cut it down part it out they're not doing that they're doing it for kicks they're doing it for gang initiation they're doing it just because they're bored they want to do it yeah they used to just take them and then they would dump them in another neighborhood but they were still in one piece yeah now they just crash them yeah For the heck of it. Now they seem like, yeah, now they seem like it's a part of the Mm -hmm. whole puzzle is so they can just, uh, you know, destroy something. Uh, Speaking of destroying, many kids' lives are being destroyed by this idiotic gender-affirming approach 
to gender dysphoria, supposed gender dysphoria. And I, I can easily explain the, the preponderance of young women now contending that they are instead young men. Any kid who goes through puberty goes through an awkward period in life. Most of us remember that. If you have children now, teenagers, I don't think they're any different. I don't, I don't remember feeling this way, but maybe I did. When you're a teenager, young teenager, the last thing in the world you want to do is stand out. You're looking for affirmation. You don't want to be branded a nerd. You don't want to be an outcast. You're looking for community. You're looking for people to make you feel good about yourself. And so these girls start to go through puberty and they're super awkward. And by viewing people on Instagram, TikTok, other social media sites, telling them that, you know, I used to feel like you did. And I realized I wasn't a girl, I was a boy, and all of a sudden, like, my life was so much better, and it's so awesome, and people treated me differently, and they will treat you differently. They'll treat you differently at school. They'll make a very special person out of you in our schools if you do that. And the worst part of it is, it's affirmed by adults who definitely know better. And it's being sold as, oh, totally normal, totally natural. Listen to this psychologist. This is an educated person from Boston Children's Hospital talking about when kids know, as early as kids know, whether they're a boy or girl. I really do think this machine hates me. I really do think it does. There has to be a method to this. Now I'm out of time to play it, but I will play it for you. And I want to examine again the whole theory of gender-affirming care and how you would not project this to any other area of parenting, nor should you extrapolate it into this area of parenting, and I'll demonstrate how silly it is that people actually do this. I also am going to play liberal sound from Joe Manchin last night. The West Virginia senator, who time will prove has contributed to the inflation that will continue to get worse under Joe Biden, and to have you hear the uh, temerity with which Joe Manchin lectures people on the other side of the aisle to come and bail him out now. All right, Pam, I think I have uh, solved the oh, good. audio issue. Good. There's like a hair trigger over here All right. that uh, Master Engineer Alan Rogers mm-hmm. has uh, given me the secret password to after almost two years of doing this job. Oh, no. And so if I... Activate the hair trigger. This is like the nuclear codes. All right. Can't take it back. Okay. Okay. So now that the hair trigger is activated, supposedly, anytime I click on a soundbite, it will play immediately. So this could be a very dangerous. All right. Very dangerous. I'm ready for you to test it. In the hands of of an inexperienced person. I'm I'm glad I'm on this side of the glass. Yeah. So there was this uh, recent effort by some conservative commentators, chief among them Matt Walsh of the Daily Wire, to call to attention those of us who have become uneasily aware of transgenderism and its nefarious um, campaign against kids. For the longest time, I had no idea what people meant when they said 
transgender woman? Was that a, a, a real woman who had a sex change to be a man? Was that a man just dressing up like a woman? Uh, was that a man who'd had a sex change operation to be a woman? Like, I didn't know, and it was kind of, like, felt to me fringy, and I was just like, this will go away. This is nonsense. This is weird. No, it has not gone away. It what is, is the current definition? Transgender woman mm-hmm. is a man pretending to be a woman. Okay. So anytime they put transgender in front of it, it means it's not what they're about to tell you it is. All right. Basically, if you hear trans man, that's a woman. If you hear trans woman, that's a man. Okay. Okay? So this is so much more widespread than I think any of us ever thought it could become. And it is, look, it's just, it's a satanic movement to remove the authority and the sovereignty of God from our culture. That's what it is. How else could you demonstrate more disdain for a divine creator than to say that that divine creator got wrong the determination of whether a child is a male or a female. How, how much more, I mean, how could you ever convince kids that God is a loving God if he made you the wrong sex and made you go through painful chemical you know, drug therapies or a surgery that mutilates your body in order for you to become what you were truly supposed to be. I have said before, my argument with the transgender ideology is 100% centered on my faith. I believe in a loving, perfect God, a loving, perfect God. Why would I worship a God who's not loving? And why would I worship a God who's not perfect? A loving, perfect God, let's start first with the perfection part of God. How could that God make a mistake in how you were made? That's not possible for a perfect God. A loving God, why would a loving God put one child through this excruciating psychological and perhaps eventually physical torment? Why would a loving God put that child through that and not put another child through that? So it makes No sense, which of course it doesn't make any sense from a faith perspective because it's satanic. And the degree to which this satanic hold has infiltrated our culture is evident in the comments of this psychologist from Boston Children's Hospital. Now you look at this woman and you can't see her because you're looking, you're watching, you're listening to this on the radio, but she, it doesn't have like crazy hair No piercings, no tats. She looks like a nice, normal, compassionate person. And she sounds like a nice, normal, compassionate person. Until... So most of the patients that we have in the GEMS clinic actually know their gender, usually around the age of puberty. But a good portion of children do know as early as seemingly from the womb. And they will usually express their gender identity as very young children, some as soon as they can talk. They might say phrases such as, I'm a girl, or I'm a boy, or I'm going to be a woman, or I'm going to be a mom. Kids know very, very early. Okay. Her argument is that kids know their gender Virtually from the minute they can talk or the minute they, you know, I'm going to be a woman. I'm going to be a girl. 
Oh, what are some other things that kids say? Uh, I'm a lion. I'm a tiger. I'm a this. I'm a that. You know, I, do kids have active imaginations? Yes, and they're precocious and wonderful. But just because a child says something, here, true confession, how many of you guys out there said, Mom, when I grow up, I'm going to marry you? Right? How many, how many boys say that? How many girls say that to their dads? So the point she's making is that, oh, they say this, and so this demonstrates this fact that they know their gender. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous because kids don't have the cognitive understanding of the world and of what's possible for them. Would she allow her child to um, watch an episode of Superman and then go jump off the roof of the cape thinking he could fly? Would she allow that? Because, I mean, that, that's something a kid would say. That's something a kid would do. Something a boy would certainly do. Oh, sorry. That's probably sexist. All right. So she continues with her um, lunacy. So in the GEMS clinic, we see a variety of young children all the way down to ages two and three, and usually up to the ages of nine. When they come into the clinic, they'll see one of our psychologists, and we'll be talking to them about their gender. We'll be talking to their family about how to best support that child and how to make sure that that child has the space and support to explore their gender and uh, do well throughout their development. And we'll be answering any parent questions. A lot of parents do have questions, and so we answer those questions. The biggest piece of advice I give parents uh, who are coming through the gender clinic at Boston Children's Hospital is to just be supportive. They get them at age two or three, up to age nine, and they start talking to them about gender. But if you use the word grooming now, you are said to be hateful and, in fact, sometimes will be censored from social media because they're not grooming the kids. No, we're not grooming them, but we're talking to them about gender at ages as young as two or three. Come on. And I love the advice to parents. Be supportive. Just be supportive. Just, just be totally supportive. Okay. So how would it work if your child came to you and said, you know, Mom, um, I don't feel like wearing shoes today to school. In fact, I don't feel like wearing clothes today to school. I just, I, I want to go in my pajamas. I just want to go in my underwear. Would we be supportive of that? Or if your child come, came to you at breakfast and said, oh, bacon and eggs. No, mom. No, no. I, I like ice cream for breakfast. In fact, I'd like to eat nothing but candy the rest of my life. All candy all the time. Okay? Yeah. Oh, sure. I'll just be supportive because the wacko crazy blonde lady at Boston Children's Hospital told me that even though I might not understand it, the best thing I can do for you is be supportive. I can be dietarily affirming to you. I can be, um, whatever. Ridiculous. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.